Igniting, inspiring, and evoking the fire within. In terms of, of the best advice to give, I think part of it is just knowing that there's going to be a moment of adversity during the day, and there's going to have to be a moment of perseverance during the day. So the, the adversity is coming today. I don't, I don't know what form or shape it's going to take, but I've made the conscious decision before the day starts to persevere in spite of whatever that adversity may happen to be. I, fe- I feel like when these kids come in now, regardless of how we get a hold of them through the draft or you know free agent signings, uh, I want them to feel welcome right away. I feel like when these young men have a chance to be themselves, they have a chance for, for the best of, of who they are to really shine through. You're listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Fire. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Today again, a good friend on. It's Dave Grieco. Dave is a Jersey-born singer-songwriter of gritty American music. He will take us on a ride recounting parts of his musical journey and biggest influences. Dave, how are you today? I'm great. Good to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me. You're, you're most welcome. I did joke with you and say we were going to have a fire here, just like uh, the summits back in the 80s with Mikhail Gorbachev yes. and Ronald Reagan. And I wasn't joking. There is a, a fire behind us. It's quite cozy at that, yeah. And it's cozy here in my it's, humble abode. It smells good in here, too, so well done. It does. Lavender? Is that what it is? I have no idea. <laughs> these little, it's delightful. These little pods say 99 cents for, for, for two, and I say, hmm, that smells better than I do, so I'll put it in my room. I like it. It works. Okay. Okay. Hey, we, we years ago, uh, in probably 03 and 04, met at what's called the Developmental Learning Center over in New Providence, New Jersey, probably about a mile from here. Um, we stroke up a, a relationship basically because you and I were in close proximity to uh, to each other as teachers' assistants right, right. Uh, in this school, and then I found out that that you were a a music guy, a music buff, music guru, and and. You had this song called Middle School Teacher oh, that, that yeah. you, you wrote back. And I think four or five years ago, I talked to you about it out, and you had not remembered that you wrote it. But I'm thinking now you remember. You recall writing that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was actually about um, after after I left the, the DLC where we worked together. I worked in Jersey City at a pretty rough uh, middle school. And, um, it was, yeah, it was going to play on that. It was on piano, I think. Um, not that I'm a, a proficient piano player, but, uh, but yeah, I never did anything with that. And, uh, maybe it's one to revisit. I don't know. Do, do you recall a line from, from the, a lyric from the song uh, itself? Let's, I'm a middle school teacher and I work hard, um, uh, working shifts in the, in the cafeteria, patrolling the yard, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I have to think harder about that. I, I think you started somewhere in the song, and there was a line about, uh, I don't know, uh, a toilet. And the toilet seat was talking to you and saying, hey, uh, I know I'm having a bad day, but, but I think you got it worse than me. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. That's pretty funny. There might have been some banter in between, um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that was a crazy job. Um, hats off to people who who still are, who still are there. You know. So this is Jersey City. It was Jersey City. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I don't want to give the name of the school, but uh, but yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't easy. We had you know it was middle school. We had you know gangs and pregnancies and the whole nine. So. It goes beyond just the classroom and the rigor that goes into the classroom. There was Very much so. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of these problems, I 
you know, they just blame it on the teachers, and it seems like there are these bigger societal issues at hand that can't just be class, you know, tackled in a 45-minute class. But you do what you can, you know. A lot of, lot, of, lot of things, a lot of things going on there. But that's that's how I know you. You 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 work in grit, and your music is gritty. You're 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 a singer songwriter of gritty American music. So I'll ask you this: Yeah, you've been writing music for about twenty years. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, or a little bit even more. That's fair. And being that you are a singer songwriter of gritty American music, to repeat it again, is is that a reflection of your your life's journey, your musical journey? Or a, bit, a little bit of both? Um, probably my influences. And, uh, you know, my, I, 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 came, I came from a good family and uh, you know, grew up in a nice place. So, you know, I can't say it's, it's strictly um, my life story. But, uh, but no, I've always been drawn to, to kind of reality and, and the grit and, and kind of shy away from the shinier poppy stuff i mean there's a place for that too but but just in in uh what i appreciate in art it's it's uh you know life life can be tough it's beautiful but it's uh it's not always easy and um there's definitely there's beauty in 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 grit and struggle and and uh without without that it's uh you know bad art and bad songs (laughs) (laughs) just played bad two two things come to mind when you say that i listen to I've told you before, I'm a podcast fiend in a particular podcast. This is a baseball podcast. And uh, there was a coach on there that said, once you get to the top of the mountain, you look over and notice there's another mountain to climb. Right. So, yeah. so yes, it's uh, life is not easy, but you've, you've got you've to find the, the beauty uh, along in, in the journey. Do yeah. you recall the first song you ever wrote? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's called Farewell to Richmond. It was about a, a friend of mine who, um, he was originally from California. He moved over in like, second grade, maybe. And then at the end of high school, he, he moved back to California with his family. So, yeah, it was it was a, a, a kind of a bon voyage to a old friend of mine. Okay, so a little bit of a... Uh, Not a particularly good song, but... Uh, well... Oh, listen. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Listen, you got to start somewhere, and, and, and you got to sift through. Uh, it's yeah. almost like, in the beginning anyway, and people will get on me for maybe saying this, but throwing the spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks yeah, in, yeah. in the beginning. And then yeah. eventually you you, you you eventually write a good one. Yeah. Uh, eventually you get there. Uh, yeah. I know. I listen to you. You certainly have. I don't. I don't know if I have uh, to this point, but it's 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 a lot of trial, a lot of error, and oftentimes I know I, I look back and think, what the heck was I thinking writing that? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where was I? I don't know if that goes away either. I mean, I still throw things at the wall, and, and uh, there's a lot of oh, you know this this is all crap, but this these two lines are good. Let's see if I can marry this somewhere else and mm-hmm. kind of Frankenstein um, songs, you know. What's the songwriting process for you like, typically speaking? Uh, it varies. Um, I, I typically, I, I get hot and cold. I'll have, you know, good stretches of, of you know, strong months and then just nothing, you know, just, just dry. Um, some songs come out quicker. Um, some, you know, I've written songs in as quick as 10 minutes, but that, that's, that's kind of the exception to the rule. Usually it's kind of... Um, 
struggle. You just you gotta you gotta just have your antenna out and be paying attention and come across a good line. Oh, it's a good line. Let's see where you know it's the beginning or. Sometimes you work backwards. Oh, that's the that would be a good hook for a chorus. Where you know what's the rest of the song? How do I get there? Um, I used to one of the you know right now I have, I have two different jobs, but my commute is really short, which is is nice for the you know I can wake up late and that kind of thing. But I used to do a lot of my best uh, writing uh, driving. You know, I, I'd be driving and something would inspire me into the radio or something. I'd turn the radio off and I'd just kind of. Um, free verse, you know, improv to myself um, in the car, um, and if you know, come up with a, a good line or a couplet or something, I just repeat it and, and, and just try to build on it. And uh, sometimes, you know, jot something down, or, or I've you know, I've had different recorders and stuff like that. But driving, I found, is, is really beneficial uh, for me in, in the in my in the writing process. Just kind of you know, your mind just kind of goes and. Uh, so that's been good. Yeah, you know, again, it's, I, don't, I don't have that luxury anymore of the of a commute, <laughs> but uh, smooth five minutes. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's it's about six minute drive right now, so it's hard to get much work done in that. But um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it comes in uh, trickles, um, and you just got to uh, got to be paying attention. And uh, one of my friends had a job a while ago, probably twenty summers ago. I think it was the either West Nile. It was one of these. One of these, uh, you know, diseases that mosquitoes that we were afraid were carrying. And his job, he'd have to drive around these, like, pastures, these fields in northern Jersey with this uh, net uh, kind of sticking out the window of this pickup truck with a net and, um, you know, try to catch these bugs. And um, I think songwriting is a lot like that. You have to you have, to have a net out the window and um, and hopefully you come across some good ones, you know. But if you're not paying attention, you can, you can miss a lot of stuff. Because every day there's there's interesting things happening, and people say stupid, funny things that are <laughs> well, that could be used. You know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But yes. you, you got you got to pay attention. Yeah. I like that. Keep keep the antenna up, and the ultimate irony, right? Short commute to work, but 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 for a, a singer songwriter, that that's a that's a roadblock. It's a roadblock. It's a roadblock. Yeah. I got to take a longer way. I'm just gonna start leaving her. <laughs> take unnecessary highways and stuff to uh, my, my job it's three miles away you know? hey a circuitous route to your job <laughs> exactly. oh boy in search of the song in search of the song what's he doing uh, he's songwriting right now uh, no he's driving he's actually songwriting oh that's really good that's really good oh man um we're, dave we're gonna we're gonna go from from that great story into uh a little bit more about you. It's a, a game called What, Which, and Where. Great. So I, I know you're a, you're a follower of the podcast, are you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tongue in cheek. <laughs> um, so what we do on this, for everyone else who has not heard this portion of the podcast yet, I will give Dave a line from uh, maybe one of his influences, maybe one of our influences as people, and he's going to tell me who he thinks it came from. Dave, are you ready? I'm ready. I, I hope. Okay. First first quote in what, which, and where. Who said it? It goes like this. I accept chaos, but I'm not sure it accepts me. I'm going to say Bob Dylan. You are absolutely correct. Awesome. <laughs> if it's not Dylan, you know... Um it doesn't matter. It's Bob Dylan. <laughs> it, it, it does not matter. It's Bob Dylan. First, first uh, give me three words that come to mind when, when I say Bob Dylan. Genius, um, master, 
and um, reinvention would be would be I guess the uh, the three. Um, uh, he's the best songwriter of the you know last fifty years at least. He really invented a lot of these uh, genres we have today. I mean, so so many artists have just taken one aspect of his career and made careers out of them um, themselves. But he he was just a master of. Oh, you're pegging me as a folk guy? Okay, I'm going to start this thing called, uh, you know, lyrical rock and roll. Okay, you have me there as electric. All right, now I'm, uh, you know, a family man, country guy, singing with Johnny Cash and this, you know, high uh, high voice that no one recognizes. Oh, you have me there? Okay, I'm going to come out with my, you know, some of my best stuff in the 70s, just really amazing <clears throat> trilogy. And then he was on to his Christian period and, and then um, kind of rediscovered Judaism a little bit. 80s, he had some misses, um, but even on his misses, there's always gems in all of his stuff. And then he completely reinvents himself again in the 90s, <clears throat> um, releasing one of his best albums, I think, uh, Time Out of Mind. It's one of my, my top albums. One won a, a Grammy, maybe two, 97. Um, I mean, and now, you know, he's, he's covering the Great American Songbook. He just released a trilogy of, like, Sinatra covers, which is amazing. Uh, you know, people, you know, what is he doing? But it, it, in my opinion, the guy can do, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, he's, he's Bob Dylan. The, and uh, there's just nobody like him. Yeah, he's saying, I think, what is he, uh, 70? Mid-70s somewhere? I think 78. I want to say he's born at 41. Um, and the guy's still doing, you know, 100, 100 shows a year. He's been doing it for since... Uh, the mid '90s, I think, it was the never-ending tour. It's just, it's unreal. First, first Dylan concert you went to was? Oh, I was in college. Yeah, I was at some um, some school in Vermont. I don't remember which school it was, but we, yeah, we all piled. I went to school in New Hampshire, and we drove and got lost, and <clears throat> found this little auditorium. We walked which in, you, and you wish you would get lost now driving to work. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. We made it, you know, we made it on time. We cut the first song. Um, he opened with the cover of uh, I Am the Man, Thomas, which is an old uh, Christian song. And uh, but we walked in. I was nervous that being late. And I look over, and he was like 10 feet away on the stage. It was a really small auditorium. It was, uh, it was great. And I've seen him about, I don't know, 12, 13 times since. Um, but yeah, that was a big one. <clears throat> but my, uh, my discovery of, of Dylan came in, in, uh, in college. I, I played football my freshman year. And uh, I stopped after that. And um, I remember when football season ended, oh, I wanted to look for an album or, or something. And I was at the college bookstore, and there was his first greatest hits. And I bought that, and um, it just floored me that, you know, just this one guy with a kind of unconventional voice, which I, I, I love his voice, um, could be just so powerful, these songs. And uh, so from there, I remember, if you remember uh, Columbia House, where you order this, the, the CDs, yeah, so I ordered uh, ten, <clears throat> to, to, to his ten first CDs, chronological order, which just covers the '60s. That's how prolific he was. And um, I remember they came, and, and my grades suffered uh, after that. <laughs> but uh, but man, that was some day getting these ten. I went I went in order. I listened to you know Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, Free Willin', straight through. Um, and I you know never looked back. And that's that's when I decided you know I got to try this songwriting thing. So that's it was spawned by you your 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 love, um, your idolization, if you will, of Dylan's music. That's when you started songwriting after that period. Yeah, there was, there was something about it, you know, maybe naively or, or whatever. But I, I thought I think I think I can do this. I want to I want to try this. Um, you know, this guy doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't have a 
the conventional great voice or whatever. Um, again, I think I, I, I think he's got. A, I love his voice, but but it's not it's not conventional, you know. And uh, and it was just the power of, of the lyric. And um, yeah, I said I'm gonna give this a shot. So I started writing after that. Yeah. And you haven't looked back since. No, no. So I did a I did a you know. I, I bought an acoustic guitar that I didn't know how to play when I was a senior in high school, and I actually left it at home because <clears throat> I don't want to be that guy walking around, you know, college campus with a guitar and, and not knowing how to play a chord, you know. <laughs> oh, holy, play. no, I just, you know, looks nice. Osmosis. Yeah, so I left, <laughs> I left it at home, and then I said, All right, I'm going to bring it up. So I brought it up uh, after, you know, I went home for Christmas and, and brought it up the second semester, and, uh, and then like two months later, I did a talent show. I wrote this song called The Bad Haircut Blues, and it was pretty well received. And uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I started playing you know, coffee shops and stuff like that out there. The bad haircut blues. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have that every day of my life. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, Dave, one for one. Yeah. One for one in what, which, and where. <laughs> it's time to lock back in. Thank you for the story. Here's the second quote When I was younger, I wanted to be older. Now that I'm older, I'm not so sure. Is that Tom Waits? Two for two. Two for two. <laughs> Holy well, heck! Well, you know, you you are hitting my uh, my mate my my top dogs. Um, yesterday was his birthday, in fact. Uh, Tom's uh, uh, D Day, right? Um, turned sixty nine, and uh, man, he's just an American treasure. There's there's nobody like Tom Waits. Um, he, he really is. Can I tell it? Uh, make a terrible. Uh, uh, how would you explain cheesy comment? Yeah, sure. I, I think we're striking a chord here on episode thirty-nine <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> well played. Continue, continue. Uh, Tom's birthday, yes. Yeah, it was yesterday. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, sixty-nine. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to see him twice in concert uh, when he did the Glitter and Doom tour uh, in two thousand and eight. Um, I was I was front row. I had a, I have a friend who's a master at getting tickets online. And he got me front row, uh, Columbus Theater in Ohio. And then a week later, I drove to Atlanta, and we were like 8th or 10th row in, in Fox Theater in Atlanta. And uh, man, what a show. That was his last tour. And um, I wonder if he's going to ever tour again. His last album, Bad As Me, is, it's been, I don't know, seven or eight years, I think, since he put that out. He's doing a lot of acting now. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's a fine actor. I don't know if you saw, uh, if you have Netflix, if you saw the, the, the Coen Brothers' last release, uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I have not. Um, it's fantastic. If, yeah, Coen Brothers is great. But it's uh, six vignettes. They all take place in, in the West and the uh, Wild West. And uh, the fourth one is, is Tom, and he plays a, a prospector. And uh, he's just a natural-born prospector. And it's my favorite acting role he's ever done. And uh, he's, he's mostly alone. There's uh, a mule uh, in there as well. But... Um, it's about twenty minutes long, but just uh, well worth watching, and uh, it's funny, and he's just he's just fantastic. So yeah, the, but 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 you know, I read books on him, and he always wanted to be an old man. You know, he'd go to his friend's house, and he would, you know, he'd just hang out with like the, the father fathers or whatever, and talk about you know Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra, and he dressed like an old man as a you know. Young guy in his twenties, <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's always been drawn drawn to that. And um, but yeah, as far as gritty, there's nobody grittier, and uh, he's just he's just a, another genius, master songwriter. The roots of your grit, Mr. Dillon, Mr. Waits. Yeah, give me give me three words that come to mind when you when I say Tom Waits. I would have to say genius again. Um, 
uh, eccentric and um, maybe fearless. I mean, he was another guy. He, he just he didn't he didn't care if people liked what he was doing or not. Uh, the same way uh, with Bob, they both kind of had that ability to kind of reinvent themselves and um, make music that they wanted to make, regardless of if anyone was listening or, or approved or whatever. Um, you know, Tom has a, quite, a quote. Uh, someone said, "You know, you know, you don't, you don't have any radio, you don't have any hits or anything." He said, "Oh, you say that like it's a bad thing, you know? What I mean? Like, right? He just totally doesn't care. Maybe I'm not trying to do that. Yeah, right, right, right." Uh, so, I mean, you know, most people know him from his people who cover him, you know, Rod Stewart, Downtown Train, or uh, Bruce does Jersey Girl, everything. It's a Bruce Springsteen song, but it's actually a Tom Waits song. And uh, Yeah. Tom Waits, Bob Dylan, Dave Grieco. Dave, you are 242. All right. The final uh, portion, part of what, which, and where is this quote? We used to punch that bag till our knuckles would bleed. Put salt right on the wounds. <laughs> Man, that's a good line. It is. Who wrote that? <laughs> That'd be me. That was you. Yeah, okay, thanks, thanks. Thanks. Cap Gun Outlaws. Yeah. Um, so that was the, that's the title track of my one and only album I put out three years ago called Cap Gun Outlaws. And uh, it was about a kid named uh, Rick Murphy, who was my uh, next door neighbor. And, you know, best bud growing up. And uh, Rick was a, a latchkey kid. <clears throat> so we'd take the bus home and we'd go to his house because uh, my mom was home. And we found that, you know, it was more fun to do things unsupervised. So uh, <laughs> one of the, one of our, our things we would do for some unknown reason, he had this, this leather punching bag in his basement. And we used to just beat it up, beat it up. And our knuckles would literally bleed. And we're like, oh, it's... Let's put, you know, we, we got out salt and we just, <laughs> we, I heard this hurts, let's give it a shot. <laughs> and we, you know, stab our knuckles, our bloody knuckles into the salt and just scream, you know. And um, kids, you know, just, just boys want to be adventure at all costs, you know, regardless of the, how stupid it was. There's a lot to be said with, with that one word if you just say kids. Yes. Right? Four letters. Exactly. So much. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we would do all sorts of the crazy. We branded ourselves and we did all sorts of ridiculous things. You branded yourselves? Well, yeah, the, so the song, the song uh, opens with a line We would have given ourselves tattoos if we only had the gun. We were fond of breaking rules. We were reckless when we were, when we were young. So we didn't have a tattoo gun. But the next best thing, the song ends with a line, um, um, how's it end? Uh, so I'm a fan too, and I... I uh, no, it's fine. Um, now you go get your hot dog prongs, and I'll fire up the stove. We'll give ourselves big old scars to remind us just how we rolled. Um, so, so we, you know, to compensate for not having a, a tattoo gun, we... We would heat up this hot dog prong <laughs> and then jab it into each other's arms. <laughs> we were like, you know, 12, 13, 11, 12 years old. Well, I still have a faint scar. We try to make I was going to ask, do you, do you still have it's scars? It's faint. It's faint. Yeah, I mean, we try to make crosses. So the first the first uh, branding was uh, is a little deeper because the second one we realized how much it hurt and we were much quicker to, to pull away. <laughs> so, First one's still there, the second one not so much. Experience is the best teacher. That's right. For sure. For sure. Oh, man. Um, favorite, out of that album, your favorite song to perform? Not to put you on the spot, but I just Yeah, uh, that's tough. Um, 
It depends on the room, I would say. If, if it's if it's a, a loud bar, then then definitely uh, Three Eyed Fish. It's it's a it's just a blues romp about a um, kind of mysterious magical fish who who gets a town drunk on this uh, wine. And uh, it's just a romp, and it has a good call and response, and um, and people sing along to it. And it's just, I, I usually end with that song because it's it's just upbeat and, and it's easy to dance to and that kind of thing. If it's a more intimate crowd and it's a coffee shop kind of scene, that one doesn't work as well. And I'd probably say uh, for a rose. Mm. Um, it's just kind of it's just kind of pretty, and uh, some, there's a couple some good lines in there. And yeah, yeah, I'll typically if it's a quieter show, I'll close with that one. So I guess those two. Okay. Hey, we need to get to it. I mean, you're telling all these stories yeah, about, yeah. about about your music. First of all, you are you are a legitimate three for three. Oh. Congratulations. Well, the last one was real a real you know uh, softball. As they say. It, it was. It was. But usually I do that for those that are zero for two okay. uh, to boost their boost their uh, their morale some. But you didn't need that. So yeah, I need need to put a fourth in there. But I didn't. So congratulations. Well, much appreciated. Of course, of course. So now for a musical performance, people. Uh, Dave has got two songs for us, yeah. and I'll let him um, introduce introduce the first one. So the first one, uh, it's it's uh, it's kind of old actually. It's probably ten, twelve years old. Actually, it's crazy how time goes. But um, it's not on my my first album. It it will be on the next one. And um, you know, you spend you spend time in bars and bartending and drinking or whatever, and you just you you, can, you know you come across these stories and these people and. And this is kind of it's it's mostly fic- fictional, but there's there's some reality to it. It's not about myself, but um, it is in the first person, and it's called um, "Next to a Lady." Well, the moon is shining brightly, and the night is clear as day. I got a sweet little lady sitting beside me. Please don't go away Cause I look good next to a lady And I feel fine when they're around Do you mind if I call you baby Or is it an uncomfortable sound I said babe I didn't get your name Is it Mary could it possibly be Jane, Taekwanda, Marsha, Martha? I'm not sure what to call you and what's in a name. And ain't it a shame you can't smoke in here? And if you could, I would offer you one. But I'm afraid you're going to have to go outside and freeze your little bum. So what's it going to be? A cigarette with me or regret alone A breath of city fresh air or sitting by yourself Next to this old and lonely, dusty, soon-to-be-extinct public paper But I look good next to a lady And I feel fine when they're around Do you mind if I call you baby? Or is it an uncomfortable sound? You're not for me Not in a million years Or eternity If you want to buy me a drink Then make it tall But if you're going to keep talking stupid Don't say nothing at all Hmm. Cause I look good Next to a man too 
but not you. And she said, I look good next to a man too, but not you. Mm, that hurt. I said, babe, I understand completely. I just wish you could have let me down a little more discreetly. You see, you embarrass me. In front of my friends, she said, you don't have any friends. I said, that's beside the point. Come on, baby, let's blow this joint. She said, I'm leaving alone. If you want a number so bad, won't you get one off the old and dusty, soon-to-be-extinct public payphone? But I look good next to a lady, and I feel fine when they're around. Do you mind if I call you baby? Or is it an uncomfortable sound? Well, I guess I must have lost my Casanova On a cold and lonely shoulder Of a road or a woman I can't remember But I gotta go back to recapture Maybe a little slice of heaven Maybe flame through and rapture Somewhere I'll start down here in New Jersey Work my way up to Manchester, New Hampshire But I look good next to a lady And I feel fine when they're around Do you mind if I call you baby? Or is it an uncomfortable sound? But the streets are empty and the bars are closed I hope you'll find your way home soon There's a stray dog limping on the side of the road I hope he finds a bone soon Next to a lady Next to a lady Next to a lady There's There's a line in there If you're going to keep talking stupid don't say nothing at all. I'm a I'm a Spanish teacher, and when there's a, a, a phrase, it goes like this: "En boca cerrada no entran moscas." So if your mouth is closed, the insects can't get in. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's great. So I immediately thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good advice for anybody, right? Yes. Yeah, Stop talking so much. Including Jeez. myself, uh, for a lot of people that know me, uh, and over the last 39, 38 episodes, I've said some things uh, on this podcast, and, and I say to myself, um, I, I could have been a lot better if I had just not said anything at all. Oh, you should have seen me on my last job interview. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. Well, I opened up that bag, but that's fine. Well, hopefully you, you, you went there, and on the way there you thought of a song, and on the way back you thought maybe of a song. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen either. It's, it's wishful. <laughs> it was hollow all the way through. Yeah, just a lose-lose. Uh, a lose-lose <laughs> situation. Um, I, I think that, that song is a winner. Well, thank you. And we, we do have one more. Yeah. And if you want to introduce that one, please go ahead. I would love to. Uh, this one is actually written, the lyrics are written by you, Fox. I um, wrote this. Yeah, North uh, on, 90, on 35. On 35. Yeah, not 95. 35. 35. Um, no, I, I, you sent me these lyrics, hey, you know, maybe two years ago, see, I wrote this, see, you know, if you like it, see what you can do with it. And I, I, I always... They're great lyrics. So, um, do you want to give the background? The, the yes, the the background is it's it's uh, about a good 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 friend of mine, uh, 
Corey Dommel, and uh, Corey and I were coaching together in 2015. It was during the All-Star break, and I went down to my parents' beach home during the All-Star break, and Corey followed me. We were sitting up uh, on my parents' deck uh, during those three or four days, and uh, a couple of cocktails. Said, let's let's write a song. I had my book of poetry had come out. I always told you I, would, I always wanted to be these po- make these poems into songs. Yeah. So we sat there, and he kind of talked to me about what is his journey as a what has his journey uh, as a coach been like. Uh, we talked. Uh, I threw some some things together that I think make sense. Uh, highway 35 is a famous U.S. highway. I was on it in, in Austin just a few weeks back um, and, and was able to take a picture of, of a sign and, and send, it, send it Corey's way. He's now coaching in Mexico. But yeah, it's huh? called, called North on 35. Um, his life, not only in the game of baseball, but his, his travels throughout life as well. North on 35. Excellent. I took a couple liberties uh, just to make it fit, so so hopefully you forgive that, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Always forgiven. Here is the song, North on 35. I'm heading north on the drive As I approach the 35 I tell you it's not the age It's the miles I've been up and I've been down And I've been all around I'll tell you it's not the age It's the miles The year and nine in the northeast Trying to tame that winter's beast In only five days My summer's been Stories that can be told, but memories unfold of where these wheels have tread. From Amarillo to Winnipeg, and sleeping on egg crates, nowhere to put my head. It was a 24 hour cruise, so much time for Jason, Jimmy, Hank, and the Blues. Heading north on the drive As I approach the 35 I tell you it's not the age It's the miles And I've been up and I've been down And I've been all around I tell you it's not the age It's the miles and I've gotten checks from UPS and William Ski and Patio. And for all their dollars, they still don't know. April 1st rolls around, and I get itching to leave this greasy kitchen and get myself back on the road. First place to last, the miles come and they pass. But I give thanks overall to that bat, that glove, and that little white ball. 
Heading north on the drive As I approach the 35 I tell you it's not The age It's the miles I've been up and I've been down And I've been all around I tell you it's not The age It's the miles From Mississippi to the Great Lakes To the border of Laredo From feet of snow The land of Lemoore The bark to this bartender at the Royal You can bet your ass I see her Heading north on the drive As I approach the 35 I tell you it's not The age is the miles The song, North on 35. Dave, thank you for uh, putting your uh, musical uh, genius on the <laughs> lyric. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I hope I did it some justice. Um, oh, it's, oh, it's, a, it's a beautiful lyric, so uh, three chords of the truth. You know, I try to keep it, keep it simple. Oh, three chords of the truth. I yeah. like that. I like that. <laughs> I didn't make that up. <laughs> well, I'm going to say you did, <laughs> because uh, you are... The first person I've heard say that. Excellent. Okay. Dave, to, to wrap up here, we know all heroes don't wear a cape. If you had the opportunity to take a one-hour car ride with one of, the, one of the following three people, who would you choose and why? Would it be Bob Dylan? Would it be Tom Waits? Or would it be Rick Murphy? Oof. Wow, that's, that's a toughie. Well, Rick is more accessible, so I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scratch him off the list just because I, I, could, I could conceivably do that pretty easily in reality. He's still around and everything. He's in Florida, but, you know, I, I can make that happen. Um, getting down to Tom or Bob, I, I, would, I would go Tom. Um, Bob Bob's a really uh, eccentric guy, and he probably wouldn't say much, I imagine, It'd probably be pretty uncomfortable silences, for me anyway. I don't, th <laughs> I don't think you would care at all. And um, I think Tom. I think Tom just a better time. Uh, he, if you ever seen his interviews, he's, he gives the greatest interviews of all time. He's just hilarious, and his his mind is just um, so imaginative. And uh, yeah, it would be, it would be Tom. I, I'd, I'd pick Tom. Resounding choices. I, I like you know in the what, which, and where segment. You were so vehemently sure that it was Bob and, and, and Tom and yourself, and then that a, a clear uh, answer. Um, a lot of people ask, well, what if A? What if B? What if C? You didn't have any other variables. It's Tom Waits. Yeah, it would be it would be Tom for sure. Yeah. We'd probably end up in jail, but that's okay. Well, well, at least you be with him, I guess. Who would you like to hear on an upcoming podcast? Um, people we, we know or, or... Anybody that you know that I may know and I may not know. Who would be a good guest to That's have good on, on this podcast? That is a good question. This is guy, Br'er Brian. I don't know if you know him. He lives. He doesn't live too far from here. Um, another eccentric guy. Um, a great songwriter. Unknown. Um, he, he releases his stuff pretty much strictly to 
to SoundCloud, but uh, he's worth checking out. You can check out uh, Brer, or maybe it's Bandcamp, Brer.bandcamp.com. Um, but yeah, he has about 10 albums out. He plays a bunch of instruments. Uh, quirky guy, not for everybody uh, as far as his voice, um, but just super, super talented and, and uh, well-read, interesting guy. He, I haven't met him. Have I a dragonfly? I don't believe so. No, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll get together on that. I would love to have him on because uh, a fan of yours is a fan of mine. How about that? <laughs> awesome. How about that? Awesome. How about that? <laughs> Dave, this has been, again, as I always say, because it always is an absolute blast. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure is all mine. Thank you, Fox. Indeed, indeed. That will wrap up episode 39 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Dave and I will talk to you all later. Take good care. So long. You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have. Got grease on hinges, been home to one night binges, Guinness and IPA, come in and stay, Michelob and Amber Bach, got poison, wanna rock, these dives, yeah these dives, these dives, yeah. Fry fish here free of charge Set yourself small groups or large Midnight rodeo to sky bar In them not too far from home Michelob and Amber Bach Got poison, wanna rock these dives Yeah, these dives 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 Got some Guinness and IPA yeah, these dives. Some Michelob and Amber Bach. Yeah, wanna rock. And these dives. <laughs>